Hey, good morning, everybody. Hope you're having a great start to your day. Um, I, I've got an interesting thing going on. I will not be doing a From the Perch today. Um, and, and the reason is I'm going to be doing some traveling. Uh, I'm headed to eastern Kentucky uh, to a friend's church, and I'm going to be doing a one-night kids revival, so to speak. I was a youth and children's pastor in Jasonville, Indiana, for 10 years in my hometown, home state, and loved it. And so I've still got the object lessons. I'm going to be taking Rerun the Puppet with me. And uh, my wife, who usually is the hand inside of the puppet, uh, going to be shifting the responsibility there to somebody else, the pastor's wife. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. I love working with kids uh, and teenagers, but I really love doing children's ministry. So tonight, uh, for about 30 minutes, I'm going to take a deep breath and, and try to store up as much energy as I possibly can. Um, but I just love doing children's ministry. I love telling Bible stories with kids and having them act it out. And, and so I get to do that tonight. And, and also just uh, just get in touch with uh, one, of, one of my best friends in the world, he and his wife, and, uh, and just bless their church. So they're going to be doing another couple of nights with uh, actually leave rerun there for a couple of days. So rerun gets a vacation uh, time away from me, so to speak. But uh, I'm just looking forward to it and just pray for safe travels. Uh, about four hours away today, but I'm looking forward to it. So I won't be doing a from the perch today. If you back on the morning, don't worry about that. Um, I'm just looking forward to it. Let's talk about the news, some interesting things that are going on. Uh, first of all, uh, my prayers today have been for what's happening in Washington, D.C. And uh, the situation with these new indictments. Uh, you know, they might as well have, you know, the indictment, the, <laughs> the indictment of the day. Um, but I'm just praying that there's great exposure and great exposure for what's happening within the deep state and the intentional motivation uh, to to tear up a former president. Um, to me, it's, it's not just overkill. It is ridiculous overkill. That's all I got to say about that. In the news, though, um, Zero Hedge reports FBI finds 200 sex trafficking victims, including children. Uh, so, hey, that sound of freedom thing. It's true. It's accurate. And I am still bothered by the fact that there are government agencies and people in the news that, that are upset with the Sound of Freedom movie. I'm upset with theaters that are trying to keep people from watching the movie or being comfortable while they did. But nonetheless, uh, nonetheless, um, I'm glad they're finding these, these kids and these young people and helping them. Uh, <clears throat> okay. InfoWars had this article. USDA using don't ask, don't tell policy for mRNA in organic livestock. In other words, they don't want you to know what they're putting in the cows that you end up eating in the hamburger, the hamburger helper, whatever you eat hamburger in or beef in. Uh, and I, I think we should be transparent. Hey, remember when they said we're going to have the most transparent administration in history? <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Wisconsin street preacher arrested after protesting a drag event for families. Um, I'm thankful there are people that are showing up at these places and doing it right. They're not going crazy and doing dumb things. They're just there to pray and encourage people. They're there talking to people about Jesus. Uh, but boy, they don't want you to be in there. So uh, that's happening. Uh, worker fired over refusal to receive something that was mandated by their office wins their job back. Good for them. 
and I hope a whole lot more places are sued like crazy for forcing something on them that the employer had no right to force upon them. That's just me, though. All right. Jerusalem Post. Now, I read the Jerusalem Post every single day. I've never seen a headline <laughs> like this. UFOs once took control of Russian ICBMs and nearly caused World War III. <laughs> now, I, I, I'm in a good mood today. I'm feeling very good. And these headlines are making me, they're just making me laugh. UFOs once took control of Russian ICBMs. And for those that don't know, that's intercontinental ballistic missiles. If you grew up under Reagan's administration, you know, you, you, you kind of know what that is. UFOs once took control of, uh, of Russian ICBMs nearly caused World War III. Well, uh, thankfully, we have a God that doesn't let these crazy things uh, go on, you know. So nonetheless, um, other articles. And, and I don't know if you've seen this. I saw this on Fox News. Yankees praise impressive arm of girl who pelted New York politician with a water balloon. From about 100 feet, this girl is watching this parade go by as she hurls this water balloon and hits this politician in the back of the head. I have laughed my head off. So the Yankees are like, hey, what did you have you come and watch a batting practice or something? And so I don't know if she didn't like this guy or what. I didn't read the whole thing. I just watched the video and thought to myself, that's funny. But, uh, man, she nails this guy in the head, and nobody over nobody goes crazy. You know, it was a water balloon hitting somebody, and you'd think if, if that was done in some of these liberal liberal cities, you know, they have the SWAT team out and have the girl on the ground and chip teeth because they smash her face and stuff. But, but uh, all i got to say is she has quite the arm, and it's fun. It's fun to watch if you've seen it. Um, Lotto Madness returns as Mega Millions jackpot tops $1.25 billion. You know, I don't play the lottery. I don't gamble. Uh, I even sometimes don't do raffles um, just because unless it's a poor people or situation. I'm, I'm cautious about those, though. But you just have to wonder, what would the tax be on $1.25 billion? Um, and, you know, I've, I've seen money ruin a lot of people's lives. Not that money is bad. you got to have it. you got to have it. But uh, the term lotto madness says a whole lot, doesn't it? And uh, there's an article on WND News that I'm going to be referencing in some preaching over the next couple of weeks. Um, and it was, it was written by a, uh, some of a God background guy, and it's called The Big Problem with the Any Minute, Any Minute Now Rapture. And uh, I just am going to say that as I read the article, I was, I was very concerned because Paul makes it clear the imminency of the return of Christ. Matter of fact, you're going you're gonna to hear it in this passage today about the Church of Philadelphia that Jesus wrote a letter to. But uh, you'll hear more about that in time to come. CDC issues alert about biblical disease increasing in southern state. Now Texas has had a couple cases of, uh, you know, uh, they've had a couple cases of leprosy. Florida's on there. And and, and those that saw the, the interview with Blazing Press, we were going to talk about a dream, and we, we just wanted to also just talk about the news, the things that were happening. Uh, that were going on and in in in, 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 in the state in, in you know in the world today. Matter of fact, when the Capitol was uh, was evacuated yesterday, we were we were on doing the interview. And you may have seen part of that in the interview. Uh, Robert from Blazing Press, a good friend, and uh, so he didn't really he didn't you know really interrupt. We just were talking about the new stuff, and that was the primary thing. He said, if we had time to talk about the dream, we would. It was going to be the uh, it was going to be the dream where Jesus was a newscaster. And uh, and talked about the things that were coming, and it's worse. It's worse than you think. Worse than you can imagine. So, nonetheless, 
interesting things were happening. And Zero Hedge article, I'll close with this. U.S. economy braces for chaos as $1.5 trillion student loan pause ends. Now, they're, they're making this assumption. This is going to, you know, it's going to ruin the world and, you know, baby's going to start crying and everything like that. But uh, the student loan issue is a big deal. Matter of fact, I saw, I saw an ad uh, the other day for a local, a local college that was saying, hey, if you come to our college, you will leave with no debt. It was talking about those in the medical field. And the average amount of debt that a student leaves with was like $75,000 after two years. So, you know, the educational process is, is pretty expensive. And uh, in many ways, we can say not worth it when you look at the, at the return on investment. So uh, we'll go from there. All right. Hey, the church in Philadelphia. And Jesus has a lot to say to this church. And to the angel of the church, and this is chapter 3, verse 7 through 13. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, The words of the Holy One, the true one, who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, who shuts and no one opens. This is talking about, you know, you know many times we pray, Lord, open doors that no one can shut and shut doors that no man can open. Well, that, that's the principle of binding and loosing. Sometimes it gets taken way, way out of context. But he's talking about a key. He's talking about walking through the open doors, living your life right, doing the kind of things you're supposed to do. He says, I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door which no one is able to shut. Now, a lot of times in life, doors will stay open for a while, but they don't always stay open all the time or 24-7. Uh, I believe that God has doors open for us every single day that he wants us to walk through. I believe there, there are doors he's going to shut so we make the right decisions. But uh, a lot of people kind of go crazy with this door thing. But he says to them, I've set before you an open door. In other words, the door is open because he wants them to walk through it. He wants you to walk through doors that he opens. And he'll make it clear. He'll, he'll show you his will. He'll make, it, he'll make it clear in that sense. But he says, which no one is able to shut. And he's speaking about, you know, look, when, I, when, I, when God called me to preach, there were people who tried to talk me out of going into ministry. Oh, you ought to do this, and you ought to go here, and you ought to go there, and you ought to, you ought to go to engineering school and make money and be rich and this and that. And I knew what God had called me to do, but I was surprised that people even in the church were like, are you sure about this? You want to go into ministry and be a pastor? And a lot of folks didn't even understand how, that, how you become a pastor, how that works, and this and that, or credentials. But I remember there were people trying to talk me out of walking through that door that God was opening. Even my father. My father didn't talk to me for four years when I was in college because he was mad. Because instead of going to engineering school, I went to Bible college. And he really, 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 really uh, was upset with me for that. He says, I know that you have but a little power, and yet you've kept my word and have not denied my name. You know, a little power, a little power. Now, Philadelphia was a faithful church. Uh, Philadelphia, brotherly love, city of brotherly love. Been there a couple times myself. Saw, saw Mike Schmidt play third base and hit a couple home runs at a Philadelphia Cincinnati Red games in Philadelphia. And back in the, back in the, uh, back in the, uh, in the seventies, my family went to a lot of baseball games and love that city. But this is a whole different city other than the Philadelphia that you and I are thinking about. Um, this, this, this city did not have a Rocky statue at the top of a bunch of stairs, but nonetheless, most of you probably already knew that. All right. He says, I know that you have but little power and yet you've kept my word and have not denied my name. In other words, they stayed faithful to Jesus in spite of what they had and in spite of what they didn't have. It's not about numbers, although there's strength in numbers. He says to this church, you stayed faithful. You have but a little power, but you've not denied my name. Behold, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan 
who say that they are Jews and are not, but lie. Behold, I will make them come and bow down before your feet, and they will learn that I have loved you. In other words, he said, I'm going to make the enemy come and bow down. <laughs> I'm going to make the enemy, the enemy come down. He mentions synagogue of Satan. In other words, he's saying that in that city, there were some people who really, 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 you know, really wants to do those things. Who, 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 in the city of Philadelphia, there were people who were committed to Satan, just as there are people committed to Satan in your life, in your world, you know. So you stay faithful, you stay focused, no matter how big the enemy is or how big the enemy's church is, so to speak, because he's talking about that here. He says, I will make them come and bow down before your feet. In other words, he's going he's gonna to humble them. They're going to they're gonna see in you, church of Philadelphia, that you're real. And although you don't have very much power, you're going to stay faithful, and they're going to see the faithfulness of God in you. And they will learn that I have loved you. Now, here's the here, here's a big key to this to this to this this church. He's saying, "Hey, if you stay faithful, they're going to see that faithfulness." You know, sometimes we say, "You know what? There are no one's ever going to really realize what I'm doing." People are watching you in more ways than you think, and you know, they're watching how you ha how you deal with people. They're watching what you say to people. They're watching the words that you use. They're, they're watching uh, how you treat people, how you look at people. They're watching you because they're supposed to see Christ in your life. And so make sure that what they see matters. And in this situation, he was saying, I will make them come and bow down before your feet, and they will learn that I have loved you. Another key before your feet, basically, is you know when you're reading the armor of God, uh, what are your feet shot with the preparation? In other words, you're sharing the gospel, you're, you're being the gospel, you're living it out so that people can see and hear it. And then he says this, because you have kept my word, although you have little strength, because you have kept my word about patient endurance. In other words, God has spoken to them and said, you need to endure no matter how hard it gets. No matter how hard it gets, you stay faithful, you stay right on this, you stay on target. Because you have kept my word about patient endurance, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming. So Jesus promises to take care of these folks. He promises to be with them, okay? Uh, keep you from experiencing or keep you from going through. In other words, and uh, it's one of those uh, nasal drip days, so folks, so I apologize. <clears throat> I'm not too proud to wipe my nose when it's running. Um, and, th and this, this promise here extends to all of God's people. Because you've kept my word about patient endurance, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole world to try those who dwell on the earth. So, and, and look, this, this applies to us today, not just them. Not just them. Um, God will always help his people to endure through difficult times. Think about the places in Rome where they threw the, the Christians to the the lions. You know, there are people being martyred every single day on this planet in today's world, in the Middle East, in some countries uh, where it's illegal to be a Christian. They're being shot. They're being hung. They're being beheaded. They're being ran through with the sword. They're being, you know, believers are being killed all over the place, all over the place. But this final hour also includes some of God's appointed wrath. And look, the tribulation is going to be a seven year time period that is extremely dangerous and difficult for those who become Christians during that time frame. Uh, I still believe in a rapture. And if I'm wrong, hey, I'm wrong. 
But one of the ideas that the rapture is just an excuse for people who want to miss the miss the tribulation. You know, Noah spent a whole lot of time, many years, building an ark. And people laughed and mocked and ridiculed until it started to rain and didn't stop. <clears throat> and if you read that, that, that account in Genesis, it says that God shut the door. Noah and his family, his wife and his, his kids and their wives got on the, on the ark and then God shut the door. The ark had been sitting there as a symbol of warning of, hey, something's coming. Something's coming. You better do something. So I'm just telling you, in that sense, God had warned those people for a long time. He'd warned them for a long time. The boat was there. The ark was there. They got to see it. And then when it started to rain, they're like, hey, wait a minute. What's going on here? And I just can't imagine how hard, what it must have been like to be inside that ark and to hear the beating on that ark of people who just simply didn't get the memo, refused to believe the truth, and were unprepared. So the time he's talked about is, is a trial that involves God's wrath. Uh, it, 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 it involves judgment and punishment that's coming. Hard times. You know, and this is also a recognition of the fact that Satan will bring some brutal attacks against the body of Christ. He will bring some absolute brutal attacks against Christians, against your church, against your pastor. There'll be natural consequences that are going on. War, famine, lies from the government, all sorts of crazy things like that. You know? But present-day believers, we have, we, we have a blessed hope that Christ is coming. We know he will return. That's what, what he said. And so that article in WND News really bothered me. Uh, and there, there's some truth to it, but Paul taught the imminency, the imminency, the absolute imminency of the return of Christ. He was basically saying, be ready. Even Jesus said, you know, I'll come like a thief when you, don't know, when you, don't, when you least expect it. So being aware is, is important. Why? Because look at what he says in verse 11. I am coming soon. Bam, right there it is. I am coming soon. He says, hey, look, you're going to have persecution, opposition. I will keep you from that hour of trial. I am coming soon. Hold fast to what you have so that no one may seize your crown. That promise that you get from being faithful and serving and walking and doing all that God's called you to do. Hold, I'm coming soon. Hold fast, though no one may seize your crown. And, 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 and verse 10 applies to verse 11 because they're connected like a grid. That Christ is coming to take his church from the earth, which will be a means of rescue. And some of the, I, I hear, well, you know, there's just people who don't want to stay during the tribulation. Have you read Revelation? You know? Paul was told, in, I think it was 1 Thessalonians 1.10, you know, that, that God would not endure the wrath of God. He's not talking about hell there. The whole point is, folks, why do we pray when cancer comes? Why do we pray when difficult situations come? Because we want deliverance. We want God to, to work and move. But we also understand that sometimes he just says, hey, I need you to endure through this. And you endure through it so as a sign, a witness, and a testimony of those around you that God is faithful and able to bring you through some of those things, or all of those things. But if people are being martyred around the world, guess what? Their trial and their tribulation ended here. And they're now in the presence of Jesus. I was uh, visited a family here in town yesterday. And a uh, couple been married for over 50 years. And uh, she was just telling me how much she loved her husband. And I met her and grandson, my wife and I had it at a restaurant here in town months ago. Uh, but her, 
the gentleman is just very, very close to meeting Jesus. And the son told me that um, he had like a vision. He said he saw a, he saw a stairway at the top of that stairway was this really beautiful looking, comfortable chair. And he knew that chair was for him. See, we have a hope, folks. We have an absolute hope that there's something on the other side of this world. He says, the one who conquers, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Pillar is one of those things that stands up. God, and never shall he go out of it, and I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down from my God out of heaven, and my own new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. These promises in these churches are incredible. He says, you endure, you stay faithful, you will be a pillar. You will be a pillar. And you will stand strong and be seen. So understand, 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 folks. I believe, I'm, I'm not ever going to apologize for I believe Jesus is coming soon. He's the one that said, I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me. He's the one that Paul said, you know, that, that, that the dead in Christ will rise first and those of us who are alive and remain will be caught up with him together in the air. So, yeah, we're going to go through tribulations and difficulties. Yeah, we're going to go through hard times and frustrations. Yeah, we're going to face uh, things we wish we hadn't faced, but God will be there with us when we go through them. Don't forget that you're never alone in trial. Don't forget that you're never alone in tribulation. He is always there with you. And stay faithful, folks. Stay faithful. So let's pray. Lord, I want to thank you for the not not just for the positive things we're seeing in these churches, but I'm thankful, Lord, you promised them if they would just patiently endure that you would bring them through. And God, I know that doesn't I know that doesn't mean everybody will not anybody will never be martyred. I, I know it doesn't mean that we'll all be easy life because Paul said to many trials and tribulations would enter the kingdom of heaven. But Lord, it does mean this to me that when I face difficulties, the enemy comes against me like a flood, that you will raise up that standard. It means, Lord, that we face and go through difficult times. You are right there beside us, leading, guiding us, giving us peace and encouragement, speaking to us, ministering to our hearts and our lives. And so, Lord, thank you for that. I, I want to thank you specifically. This church in Philadelphia, there's an open door. So, Lord, open doors for us to walk through, that we can make a difference for the gospel and for the kingdom. And use us for your glory, Lord. Use us for your glory in ways we never thought of, dreamed of, even, even, even knew were possible. Let your will be done in us, with us, and through us. And Father, speak. Speak clearly so we can hear. Speak clearly so we can know. May we have the mind of Christ, the heart of God, and may we step out faithfully to go everywhere you tell us to go, to the highways and the byways. And use us for your glory, Lord. May we be, may we have within us in our church to be like the, the, the heart of the church of Philadelphia. Help us to walk through that open door. Help us to stand with strong, patient endurance. And help us to always be mindful of the fact that you are coming and you're coming quickly. So, Lord, these promises that you talk about. Help us to be pillars in our community. Help us to be pillars in our churches. Help us to be great examples of who and what you are. And, Lord, when we fail, help us to repent and go on and to stay faithful to you. And that's our prayer today. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, folks, I uh, hope you have a great rest of the day. Like I said, no, no from the purse today. I'll be doing some children's ministry tonight and really looking forward to that. Uh, I'm going to take a deep breath and run a thousand miles an hour for about a half hour, so to speak, when I do it. And, and then and then sleep the rest of the night. <laughs> I've got my energy level is coming back. Uh, it's getting better. It's still not anywhere near where I want it to be. <clears throat> but uh, that patient endurance and that patience of figuring out. Um, you know, 
we'll see. We'll see. But uh, the Lord's going to be, uh, I, I get to be used tonight for his glory. I get to, get to speak to a bunch of children and make, a, make an impact there. So I'm going to do some object lessons, some things that will catch their attention. But I hope they never forget. Always remember that the Lord is, is there with you, folks. Don't don't get discouraged. I know I know some of you in here, so I've gotten some emails just this morning, uh, that some of you are just very, 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 very discouraged because of what's happening in your life financially, emotionally, relationally. Hang in there, folks. Hang in there. He's not left you. He's not forsaken you. Um, you will still see the faithfulness of God even when things are dark and the storm is overhead. So stay faithful. I love the Lord today, all right? Hey, God bless, folks. Have a great day.